Hey, and welcome to the Healthy Minds podcast today with Kerry Sexton and Carly Thornton. We're going to be discussing a wide variety of topics and bringing on different guests to help you grow, get inspired, get motivated and reach your full potential. Hello and welcome back to the Healthy Minds podcast. Today I have Jasmine Anderson who owns Compaq here. Um, so Jasmine, do you want to introduce yourself? So shall we introduce ourselves as Jasmine Anderson or Jasmine Jeffrey? Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I forgot that was my surname. I was like, shit, who's Jasmine Anderson? <laughs> oh, Kerry. It's okay. Um, <laughs> okay, right, okay, right, cool. Okay, so um, so welcome back to the Healthy Minds podcast. Today I have Jasmine Jeffrey on here. Um, Jasmine, how are you today? I'm good. I'm not going to lie. Mother Nature is kicking me in the ass today. But apart from that, all good. All good. <laughs> Life. <laughs> okay. Life. So um, I think you should just start by letting everyone know who you are. Where, where are we starting from, mate? Like, what? We start from... Pardon? What? What do you mean? I said, well, where should we start from? Like, so I... Um, obviously, my name is Jasmine Jeffrey. Um, I... You will most likely... I've heard of me through either the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast, um, and I also run Compaq, which is the one-stop store for any bodybuilding competitor. Um, I've been—it's kind of weird to say that like, I've been in the industry for, but like I think it's maybe been three, four years ish. I would say um, I got into competing not in the most like I guess typical way if there isn't if there even is a typical way but I got into weightlifting purely because I had problems with my hips and knees um I actually ironically was not meant to be wearing heels um and now I advise so it's it's very strange that I'm kind of in even when I introduce myself now I kind of think whoa like I would have never imagined that I would be in this position right now if you know what I mean and in this industry if you would have told me 10 years ago I've been in the bodybuilding industry, wearing heels, advising people on heels. I would have just been like, what? Like, okay, so take us back. Why? Take us back 10 years ago. <laughs> 10 years ago. I've got, okay, I'm not going to show my age just yet. Um, but in, I guess when I was a teenager, I was bullied quite a lot. Um, I wasn't like the popular kid at school, um, liked academic stuff, so I used to do quite well. Um, but I, it very much deteriorated once the bullying got really bad. Like I was bullied in primary school and then secondary school it got a lot worse. And that was mainly like the reasons why I was bullied was my height. I was very tall. I still am very tall. And also for the way that I walked. So that's kind of like a big, I guess like a big thing um, that kind of, I guess... So it's a big memory. It's a lot of memories that I have when I was a, yeah. when I was a kid. Um, I my hips dislocated out their sockets when I was a kid. Yeah, and then oh, from there, yeah. were you just born like that or no? So it's really oh, annoying. Yeah. Right, this is really really annoying. You know those camping mats? The what? The, the uh, thin like foam camping mats you sleep on. Yeah. So me and my brother were like I think I was like six or something. And we wanted like to kind of camp indoors, don't know why. And we slept 
in sleeping bags in my bedroom on, on a thin mat. And you can imagine like splitting my upper body and my lower body like in two. And I, all I did, my lower body was still on the, on the mat. I just needed to go toilet half through the night. So I just like literally, my upper body came up, click. What? I remember feeling this massive pain and I was like, I can't move. I can't move. It was really scary. Um, and obviously like my brother had to call my mum, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it was like three o'clock in the morning, had to go um, to a &E, And I was like really uncomfortable. So I was like wiggling quite a lot. And then my hips clicked back in. So when the doctor came round, like two hours later, obviously I was walking. I said, like, I think I'm okay. I don't know. And I remember the doctor's thinking, like, you just basically wasted our time. But no one did any x-rays, um, anything like that. And that's where a lot of the problems stemmed. Coupled with the fact that I grew very quickly, my bone structure was growing very, very, very quickly. But the way my hips clicked back in, they didn't click back in the same way that they came out, if you know what I mean. So it all kind of, it was kind of like an unfortunate circumstance and me growing very fast, um, my ligaments didn't really get very strong and get time to kind of catch up with how fast my bones were growing, if you know what I mean. Yes. So I had a lot of weakness in my hips, which would mean that my knees would turn in slightly. And I still have that to a certain degree just because genetically I've walked like that for so long because that's how like... I just grew up walking pretty much. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where it all stemmed from. I My hips would click out of place, I think two or three times after that, uh, before I went to university. And that's, for me, I couldn't run. I couldn't wear any sort of heel. Even going upstairs would be very painful for me. So I got into fitness purely because I wanted to be able to run. That was the goal. I was like, I want to run five minutes on the treadmill. Yeah. Wow. And then it kind of grew from there. Once I had that goal, I kind of just got more into like, instead of training just my hips, I was training like all my body. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then kind of thought, screw it. I'm just going to go for a show. Don't think I'm any good at this. Don't know if I am. I'm just, I just, it was just a personal goal for me to stand um, in public walking. What? That was a big fear, like how, the biggest fear. How did you like find out about competing mm, I think my boyfriend at the time I think my boyfriend at the time was into competing actually um he would follow bodybuilding and I remember just coming across like Amanda Latona and just thinking this girl is amazing like her confidence and all that sort of thing um and I was so like oohing and ahhing about it it was after um, three people really close to me died quite quite in name, maybe the space of like six months. So it was my great granddad. Um, it was one of my best friends at the time. And it was my dad's business partner. But for me, he was kind of like a second dad. Um, it was kind of after all of those people passed away. I just thought, screw it. I'm just going to go for this show. I don't even know, like, like whatever. Why not? Um, one life. So exactly. And do you know what? It was that. It was those, it was kind of like three strikes, like in the coffin, excuse kind of the pump, not the pump, but the line. And it was then I was like, like life is too short. I just need to do this. Yeah. Um, and then from there, slowly just started doing a few more bits and could walk in heels and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then it was after my second show, I think it was like a year or two later that I just felt really stressed out and I was trying to 
set up a business at the time. Um, it was actually in digital marketing. It wasn't doing what I'm doing now. And I just remember thinking, this is so overwhelming, being a competitor and trying to properly do this on top of living life. Mm-hmm. Um, having a background in marketing, I just saw so, saw, I just saw so many flaws. And I remember buying shoes and them not arriving. I remember emailing the company and they didn't respond. I just thought, why is this industry, it sounds harsh, at that time, I was like, why is this industry, 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 I can't talk today, industry, I was like, why is it so backward? Like, these things for me are like common standard, but in the industry I was in at that time, I wasn't getting any orders, the websites were awful, and I wasn't getting responded to, so that's when I thought, right, I really need to just want to, I just want to do something about it, and yeah, fast forward we are here (laughs) um it's coming up to two years now with compact and i still just can't believe like i don't know it's strange like last week i put in my resignation for my resignation for my job um i've been working part-time for the past two years and it's kind of at that stage and you've known this for how long like it's been difficult but it's getting to the point now and i'm thinking again life's too short I've just got to go for this and I guess I trust my instinct and I guess trust the potential that I've got left if you know what I mean yeah literally that and I think you have to there comes a point where you can't just half do something whether it's half go for competing or half go for a business you literally just have to go okay deep breath yeah fuck it do it I went through the same thing myself, so I can relate a bit with that. So, yeah, yeah and I'm really happy that you've finally, you've finally gone for this. So, yeah, Thanks. for you. Okay, so what do, what do you, let's take this back to competing again. Mm-hmm. What do you actually love about competing? And you've obviously done a lot of different federations as well. So, yeah, what do you love about it and what have you kind of, have you found your federation? <laughs> okay, that's a good one. So my friends, do people call do um oh how like people call you like the local bike, yeah? I mean around your town. <laughs> Have you heard of that? So <laughs> it was a thing when I was a kid, yeah. If you were if you kind of would get around inverted commas, you'll call the local bike. <laughs> so my friend said to me, You're like the local bike with federations. I was like, yeah kind of I was like we'll work with that um so I have done PCA I've done two bros and I've done Mammy Pro I had I was I did start out with PCA my first show I was told I wasn't lean enough fair comment um came in lean and then my feedback on the day from two different judges was you're too lean you're not lean enough and I just remember thinking fuck this I'm just gonna do something different like whatever I'm just gonna keep rolling with this I still not found that formula I've not found the federation I've not found the look that's cool let's keep going um and the week after there was the two bros and I remember not going for it because I thought I weren't good enough um but after getting out of a show I thought well I keep getting first call outs like both times I got first call outs which I was super happy about so I thought well Let's just, let's just let's just roll with it, whatever. So we went in, um, and it was there where I got my first, like, I guess, official placing. And that was, like, the best thing ever. So I got 
top three in open and then I got fourth in novice but it was kind of like a bigger class and for other people that might not seem like amazing but to come from getting first call outs never placing and then actually just to be in the in the placing podium as you say that was like so good for me like such a good that's a huge achievement like it actually is like I don't know why you said said that because it is it's just like another step isn't it it's another step up something better than what you've done so yeah that's good don't say that and the cool thing is (laughs) (laughs) the cool thing is with doing the two bros as well I remember people being really like surprised that I went from two bros then to Mami Pro. If I was like, how have you done it? Like, I don't know how I, I couldn't do that. I'm like, well, if you've learned your poses, yeah. there's not that yeah. much. I've personally found there's not that much difference. I think, I think most of the difference is coming your upper body. Like your lower body doesn't really change that much. Yeah. It's more, if in doubt, hair flick. Yeah, like, literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the two bros. My stage weight was, I think, three or four pounds heavier than the week before. Uh-huh. Um, and then I did Mammy Pro, another three or four pounds heavier again. Um, so I came in like a lot fuller and I got top three there. So I got the Mammy Pro Pro card, which was like hilarious. And I was like, yeah. I don't know how I've done this. I'm not sassy. But again, I yeah, didn't overthink it. I watched the video. Yes, you were. This girl, <laughs> yeah, you were sassy. So let's take that back. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but you know me though. Like, I'm not naturally, I don't know. You know, when some people you look at me like, yeah, she's got sass. I don't, I don't think I can across as that. You had sass on that stage. I remember it. So. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't overthink it again. I thought, screw it. I'm just gonna yeah. go for this. And I had I remember not th- I thought I hadn't placed because but I did model and then I did bikini. Bikini I didn't even get a look in, but I completely messed up that tea walk. I was so nervous, like so nervous. And yeah, and then model they brought us out all together. So at this point I thought, well, I've tried sass, but it's all good. Ain't for me. Yeah. And I remember saying to um, Joe, my husband, and I just said, do you know what? I've not played today, but I've had the best day. Backstage, like our backstage room was amazing. Really? Um, so, yeah, to come from not thinking I had placed, but still had a great day. And then to place at the end, I was like, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's this sick. That's cool. So yeah, your favorite federation then last time you competed would have been. Oh, that is so hard. Like, I would say I've gen- PCA by the sounds of it. See, I I don't mind PCA to be honest. Um, I just don't think I'm their look, which is cool. Right. Um, it's always been well run, whenever well run, well run, whenever I've gone. Yeah. Um. You know, you're not waiting around, you're in, you're out. Like, that's pretty cool. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was frustrating on that one day that my feedback was conflicting. But I think yeah. if I, you'd get that from any federation, to be honest. Like, it just depends on who the judges are. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so, yeah, don't love, hate PCA, don't hate them. They're great. Um, I think with any federation, like, there's always going to be pros and cons at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I liked two bros. I'll be honest. I thought two bros was gonna be like a very, I don't know. I thought the atmosphere might be a bit like serious, but I personally didn't get that. Everyone was super friendly. Yeah. Um, plenty of room for backstage. Get bronze with there. Obviously, they're amazing. Yeah. Um, Shout out. I liked. <laughs> Sorry, but I keep interrupting. The signal's like yeah. Um, 
I liked the fact with two bros, when I looked ahead of the judges, I didn't recognise any of them. Yes, I like that. Mm. I yeah, really like that. That is good. That is good. There's always like a mixture, different head judge. Like it is, I think that's like one of the best things really. Mm. About federation. So I think that's why the placing was quite, I, for, for me to get my first for placing, that's why I was so happy because I was like, I know this person has no idea who I am. Because that was a big like worry for me when I did that year competing. Mm. It was like, oh, I'm like, I'm like the person from Compaq is like a bit of change things. And yeah. the, the fact that people didn't know me, I quite liked um for sure i liked i liked miami pro with the back the backstage experience made that day amazing for me so yeah. whether i if i wouldn't have had that it probably would have been quite a long day mm-hmm. um they're quite long shows actually aren't they they can be they can be uh but i like i liked it i don't know it's really hard to think like which one's the favorite because i feel like they've all got different highlights for me yeah um i would never rule out pca in in the future would you just would you still go for other federations or i like two bros personally because the height stuff okay yeah that makes sense yeah being five foot ten yeah being five foot ten in pca i'm against people that are four inches less than me that's a big difference yeah um, See, I think it's, I think it's a weird one because I know that if you, yeah, okay, you're in your height class, cool, but you make it to the overall, you make it to the Olympia, and you're against everyone. Mm. That's true. But in, I guess in the amateur, I I don't know if I'll ever go pro. You know this with me anyway. I would love to, but it's not like that wasn't. I wouldn't say that's a big goal for me. Um, so I don't know. Like for me right now, being an amateur, I like that with two bros. I like that I'm in a height class. Or, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, with PCA, I remember looking at my stage photos and it was just like loads of people. And then it was like me, like with Dixie higher up and then like, just back down again, which was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> right. Quite funny. I might switch, but we'll see. Pardon? I said I might switch to federations again. We'll see what right. happens see what happens we are all eyes on you okay (laughs) so let's move on just a little bit let's move on to compact um so let's go with first of all the name why why compact finding a name is so hard like did you find have the podcast like the podcast name is really hard to kind of figure out (laughs) yeah yeah we did it was funny we just couldn't we were getting so annoyed it's really hard, isn't it? Like, how long did it take you? God, it, t- it probably did take us, like, a good, like, three or so weeks. And then we eventually <laughs> sat down together, and we were still, like... And then we thought of, like, a really good one, and we searched it, and we were like, oh, it was taken, and it was all that kind of thing. But, yeah, so what about you, then? So I had the idea in... So I started working on the idea in July... July. I did at July 2000, I want to say 2017. Yeah, I think it is. Because um, we spoke on thingy, didn't we? Mm. Um, on Not Just Bikini Gum. Yeah, so 2007, July 2017, I started on the idea of it. I didn't actually figure out the name until 
New Year's Eve. Why? What happened New Year's oh, Eve? <laughs> Drunk? <laughs> I was like, oh, come to me. Um, no, so I had so many ideas. I had like black box, bikini box, um, bikini package. Like, oh, I went through all the names in the entire world. I was, dr- I was going mad. I was like, I'm not ever going to set up this company because I can't even think of a name. And I was just losing my stuff, yeah. And then... I remember coming down, like, kind of getting to the point where it was compact, but it was um, C-O-M-P-A-C-K. Yeah. And I was like, I hate that. It sounds like a lorry-like driver name. I hate it. I said to Joe, I'm literally losing the plot here. I need help. And he just, I just love it with Joe sometimes. He just just rolls up, looks at it for two seconds, crosses out the two Cs, and just puts a K. He goes, what about that? And I was like, I've been working on this for like four or five months and you just roll up like that. <laughs> Human. So, so yeah, that's, it, that's it. That's where it came from. I would love to say it was like this real like deep meaningful name, but it was basically compact, but l- with the Joe kind of input, which makes it look not like a lorry driver. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the vision for compact how has where, where did the vision start and like what was it and how has it progressed interesting has it always been the same is it more now it obviously is more now but it's such it? a good question i feel like it it kind of i feel like it always changes i feel like last year i i have with the growth of it i did feel a little bit like whoa i don't know where this is going and I wasn't sure where it was going in terms of my head. Okay. But what helped me was kind of looking back at, I always keep like notes and anything that I kind of write down when I first started. And looking back at my business plan, it's interesting. I thought I was kind of steering away from what I wanted to do, why, why I started it. But actually, I was completely on track. I just wasn't trusting my gut enough. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's very interesting how I've been looking at notes. I have to show you when it's come. Um, but for me, the vision is pretty much to help as many people as possible in any way, whether it's products, whether it's advice and to have a trusted place that people know they can come to and they are looked after. Like people do, like everyone who works in my company understands how that competitor feels and no question is a silly question. And it's kind of having that hub where people feel, like, as, as I say, they can trust the brand and they feel inspired at the same time. And it's kind of like this community. I know everyone talks about the community, but that is so important for me to kind of incorporate. Yeah. Because when you first start out, and even like, I guess when you've been going for a couple of years, you still get those moments of like isolation and you feel like no one really gets you. Yeah. And sure. gets what you want. Um, and what you want to want to kind of achieve out of it. So I guess the vision for me is to be a completely breath, continue to be a, like a breath of fresh air in this industry from the way that the website looks to the branding, to the marketing, to the way that I do things with athletes to the customer service. Like I really, what I feel like really, I'm really grateful for at this point is my creative marketing sort of, experience and passions that I've had I've been able to merge it with an industry 
that has completely changed me as a person yeah. and kind of fused. And it's kind of like this weird clash. It's not even a clash. It's like a weird like explosion of two of them coming together for me. Yeah. That's kind of the vision, I guess, in my head. I always change it. But for me this year in particular, it's just taking everything up a notch, making sure that we get more information. Like I always think it's like the Google for competing, like in terms of information, Gymshark in the way it's like aspirational. I take so much inspiration for Gymshark. It's ridiculous. Um, I say they, they are your kind of biggest sort of inspiration, aren't they, really, for massively and going to their HQ as well was like the most insane experience of my life <laughs> and even Ben Francis like it was like yeah it was mad and getting the insight from their heads of department the head of departments and them kind of being like yeah this looks really good I was like oh my god this That's is amazing. amazing isn't it um yeah I don't think I've even answered that question properly and I think it's it's always a changing thing in terms of my vision but it is just to how I guess it's it's more like an expression, like all the marketing and the way it is, it's just how it's just ideas that come out of my head and I just yeah. put them out there and I roll with it and I love it. I love being able to just have free reign of my creativity. Yes. And just go for it. Whereas when I used to work in marketing, I was always working under someone else. Whenever I had an idea, it was always kind of or it's a bit too out there, or I don't really think about, like, I don't know if it's going to work, blah, 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 where it's great that I can just be my own boss in that way and just go, no, I'm just going to roll with it. I yeah. just want to do it. Um, um, yeah. So what's, um, this is random. What's your, like, what's your favourite thing about, like, compact? Is it, would you say, the creativity side? Yeah, it's a mixture of the creativity oh, side. Oh. Uh, yeah I think it's definitely a mixture of creativity and seeing like the reactions when people get their good luck cards and people get their jewelry and those last minute helps and people losing their stuff on Instagram like and DMs and I'm voice like those bits are the golden bits and they're the bits that I'm like this is worth it a hundred percent yeah um yeah I think they're the two top things is seeing it's really surreal seeing people on show day like I won't sometimes I don't know who I am so I'm just like oh my gosh she's wearing my robe oh my gosh she's wearing my like and I can tell and I'm just sitting there like staring at them going oh my god oh my gosh she's wearing my earrings and I'm like if she doesn't know who I am right now she just thinks I'm staring at her really weird um so yeah they're kind of like really like um, like amazing moments for me and I think yeah. the past couple of months it's been like I have um the app that I use for when orders come in like I keep I have it on my lock screen there's only certain things that I'll allow come into my lock screen but there has been moments when I'm like oh my god there's an order to Japan how has this happened this is crazy like even those moments are just mad for me yeah Um, yeah yeah. I think I think I can I can relate with you on like when you see like your sort of merchandise or whatever like onto other people it makes you feel like oh my god I'm sure Carly must feel the same the whole industry is swamped with with glutey wear isn't it um what a yeah, girl all my gym is full full of beauty <laughs> it's absolutely mad so um what has been your biggest struggle or even if there's a few like what would you say your biggest struggle to date would be 
you'll probably know more that you know when sometimes you things have happened but your brain just kind of like camouflages it it's like it didn't happen um so there has been a lot oh is that being tonight i don't know there's <laughs> it's really difficult it's really difficult because there's i feel like there's been so many times where it has been very difficult um like last year like my mental health did take a bit of a knock um yes. I, I think with my granddad passing away it just completely knocked me it's kind of like you feel like a, like some some people in your life are kind of your roots like like they literally they're part of you yeah and i felt like when my granddad passed i felt a massive part of me when and i just was like well whenever i have i'd have any problem or issue whether it was like with my family or with my business or whatever it was i could always go to my granddad and he was like he was like the one and to not have that person there last year especially when things were growing i was running a business and i had no experience of running a business um that was really difficult because that point of reference that i would you know for the past 20 odd years i'd always go to for them not to be there really hit me um really really hit me so i think that was quite a struggle because having to i guess deal with that grief while having all the challenges that a business kind of has and the growth was really like it was amazing last year and i honestly am so grateful to everyone because it's got it's got to the place now that i'm able to do a lot more with this business and give a lot more for the yeah. industry which is like amazing um but yeah i think they that's probably been the heart for me last year was very hard dealing with grieving while putting on a positive happy face but inside i was like i really it sounds a bit silly but i was like in my head i was like i don't i don't feel myself and i don't know why yeah um, I, can, I can remember i can remember this I, oh sorry if you can hear my dog in the background but my dog coming into my life has been amazing um but yeah um, is there any moments that you can remember me talking about last year that i've missed yeah i mean um <laughs> like yeah i mean okay right let's get the list out no i'm joking <laughs> um i would say like if you take it right kind of back a little bit further i would say um it was hard for you with stock yeah first wasn't it because you well you oh you, you let's just let's just take this back first of all you were doing it all from your um spare room weren't you and you had like piles of heels there it was the smallest spare room you've ever seen in your life, by the way, guys. It wait, it was not fun. Um, so I start, I didn't start the business with like a big investment. I think a lot of people are similar to that. So I probably started it with five hundred pound of my own money, um, and then my dad gave me a thousand pound. But my first ever posing shoe order had to be a thousand pound, so that automatically went. Um, so yeah, for me, it was definitely, and it still is now to a certain degree, it's not having those big cash injections come in and it's, I don't know, it's really hard because when you're first starting out, you have all these ideas and you have so many things you want to do, but then it's right. This is literally how much money you got to play with. Your sales are not going to like, they, they're not going to go as quickly as you want potentially. Like that's what happened with me. Um, so yeah, having to deal with that stock while the demand was there, but not having that cash flow, that was very difficult. Cause I have no, I'll be honest, I'm, my experience in that realm of cash flow and stock 
I've never worked in a retail um, sort of environment, e-commerce, all that sort of thing. So yeah, that was definitely a big one to get my head around. But it has got a lot better now because I've because I've taken the time to understand more about the different federations, and I'm so like on it in terms of trends that are going on. Yeah. Um, I'm able to make better decisions where at the beginning it was just going completely blind. I had no data. So it was like, right, I'm just going to buy X amount of this and see what happens. And some, like, it was very, it did feel like a bit more like poker at the beginning, kind of guessing what's going to yeah. sell, what yeah. isn't. I'm guessing Carly has that similar thing, but she's probably got to the point now she knows what works and what doesn't. But yeah, yeah that was yeah. a big one um, at the beginning. It was very, very difficult. And I had no space in my house and it was horrendous. <laughs> you started um, actually, with £500, basically. Yeah. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. I remember it when, what did it go on? So my, yeah, I, my website, so I built my website, um, which I'm very, very proud of. Like, I'm, it sounds silly, I feel like my website's like my baby. Because people don't, like, people are always really shocked that I made it and that makes it feel really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it went on the it went on like one put like one put each of like the pre stage and the backstage. I had a really limited like jewelry range. Um, I think yeah, so I had to at the beginning actually. Um, made my, yeah, some people might not know about this, but I was in my um, husband's dad's house. So he had um, two spinal decompression surgeries, which meant that he, from the bottom down, he was paralyzed, like literally overnight. So we had to move in to his very cramped two bed terrace. Um, and I can still remember there was the second bedroom was his um, little sister's room because mm-hmm. he stayed, like she stays over the weekends. And I remember literally creating the website off this six-year-old table and chair because there was literally no other room because me and joe were in joe's dad's bedroom the lounge was kind of like a care lounge if you know what i mean because it had like the portable toilet and all that sort of thing like it was just like well i want to start a business i've said to everyone i'm going to do the end of march and then it was like okay you've now got care for your boy well for your fiance's dad at the time and I was like well what the hell so at that time the stock was in my mum's house which was the other side of Northampton which would take me in rush hour about half an hour to get there so um yeah logistics gone wrong so many it was <laughs> yeah when I think about it like that um there was they're not like life or death but they are they yeah. were definitely hard definitely um challenging um so have you ever had like any moments where you've thought do you know what like f this basically like or not have you had any moments like that where you just thought do you know what like this is too hard or anything like that i have had moments when i've been up late at night and then i've been talking to joe and i'm like i don't know if this is gonna this is at the beginning, um, the first year. I was like, I don't know if this is going to pay off. I was like, I don't know if this is going to take off. It was, yeah, especially when sometimes, I'll be honest, it's hard sometimes when you've got, you really try your best and then some people um, 
I, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I've had customers that have returned items. Um, they've worn their shoes. I remember the first year that happened five times. And yes, that is only five times. When you're a small business, when someone sends you back shoes that you can't sell on, that cuts into you financially, like so much more than what people realize. Um, so that was hard because I was like, oh my God, I've now got these shoes. And that was that was the moments when, you know, when everything else is kind of piling up on top of you and then it's like that one last thing you're like, ugh, like, can't do this. Who um, does that anyway? Up. If any of you listening, <laughs> do never do that. <laughs> Please try your shoes on carpet. I can't even stress. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, there has been times. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but I, I don't like quitting, so... I, in my head, I'd have a tantrum, and then I just cr- I just crack on with it the next day. But yeah. So, do you think that? Because I, no, I'm not going to say what I think. Right? Okay. Do you think that competing, <laughs> um, competing, competing has helped you form this business because of the like consistency thing? mindset thing all of the little like attributes even if that's not the word I don't even know um yeah kind of come together from competing do you think they've translated over into business oh yeah so for people that are in the competing industry and say to me oh I can never run a business I always say if you can compete you can run a business and then people that are in the business world that I've like kind of met they're like oh I can never compete I say to them, if you can run a business, you can compete. Like, if you've done one, you can do the other. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think with competing overall and mentioning about, like, the effect it's had on the business as well, I think it's kind of, it's shown me that I can push a lot further than what I think I can. And I can, co- I can go tunnel vision when I need to. Like, I can go hermit and just get the shit done. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, um, most definitely makes sense. I think, and as well, like, I, like, I always preach, like, and you obviously do as well, because this is your thing, not just a bikini girl. Like, yeah. not just bikini girls. Um, it goes way deeper than that, doesn't it? <laughs> there you go. It um, but, yeah, I think that's one thing, like, I think people should realise that, there is obviously more to them. Like you need to have something else to focus on as well. And there's always going to be days where like you, like you said, like, you know, that there is days where you think it's not going to work or you can't be bothered or like all these same things you can think of on a hard day of prep, but you still tick the boxes and that's what you do in business as well. So yeah, definitely. Especially when I've had like problems, I think my business has definitely shown me there is a solution. You've just got to ask the right questions and have the right, ask the right questions to the right people. That is very, very important. Ask the right person. So I could ask like my mum or dad, mum, what do I do about X or dad, what do I do about Y? But my dad works in, as a lift engineer and my mum works as a care manager. So they're not going to be the right people to ask about my problems relating to my business or competing. Yeah. There's no point asking my mum and dad, am I lean enough yet? Because they're going to be like, yes, you are. So it's asking the right people. 
um, and asking the right questions 100%. I think my business has taught me the power of that. And also, um, oh, my brain's gone. Why is it gone? Oh, that's so annoying. It's gone. It will come back to me. But yeah, it's definitely... Um, so yeah, it's definitely something there's always a solution to a problem you're facing. You've just not asked the right question. Uh-huh. That's what I And did you have to like learn to ask questions? Because I know that some people find like asking questions is like like I used to think I I had a comment made to me once that made me think that asking people for help was like like, why are you asking for help? You can do it on your own kind of thing. Like, why can't you do it on your own? That kind of thing. And I think that actually holds most people back. But I've learned, and I don't know if you have, but I've learned that asking questions is literally gold. <laughs> Drop the ego and just do it. Yeah. Unless you're asking a question, which is so obvious, you can find it. So I'll be honest, the most annoying question I get for my business What's your returns policy? Please go on the website. That's a different level, yeah? If you're asking a question which is obvious that you can find somewhere, yeah, that's different. But in terms of asking questions that are going to really help you, um, whether it's providing feedback or providing knowledge, if you don't have it, then you can either sit there, not know the answer and not get to that goal that you want, mm -hmm. or it helps you find that answer and gets you quicker to the goal do you want the goal yes what do you need to do in order to get that goal you need to ask the question if you can't ask the question you don't want the goal strong enough or you don't want the goal enough like yeah. if you yeah. want something you will do anything to figure that shit out so drop the ego just ask it because that person has been there before yeah so yeah. And most people, you're always going to come up to some people that don't want to, um, don't want to help you, don't want to see you do well. So like you say, it's just about asking the right people. And if you do question one of these people by accident, <laughs> then obviously just you've got to take things as a pinch of salt, haven't you? Yeah. Like when I first started in the industry, I would reach out to certain people and I'd be honest, I wouldn't get a reply. Yeah. But that happens in every industry. That's just people in general, but they're not the right people for you. Uh -huh. And they probably like they, they, there's just no point. So yeah, it's definitely just finding the right people um, because most people in the industry do want to help a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but just don't be scared about it. And just go. That's the biggest thing I could say. Like no, trust me, no questions are silly questions unless they asked me about a returns policy. So I've had like three people today saying, what's your returns policy? I'm like, I even like question myself. I was like, is it not clear on the website? I was like, oh. So yes. So that's my business uh, rant. That's the only thing that annoys me about my business is having to show people a returns policy. We're listening. You know. Um, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Right. Advice on starting a business. Where to start? How? That's a big question. Oh my god! Especially when I guess you kind of just wing it because, like, that's that's <laughs> that's what we kind of did. You just jump, don't you? But how would you answer that anyway? So, advice on starting a business: where to start, how? Okay, so if you have no knowledge, no knowledge. I cannot talk today. This period is making me do that. Um, <laughs> if you have no knowledge of running a business, you need to 
sign up to as many free business seminars as you can. If you live in the UK, every single council, from my understanding, have resources um, and they have to dedicate money to help startups. So go onto your like county council county council website or anything like that. They will have some sort of resource there and they will be holding free seminars that you can go to. That is a start. I went to so many of them before I set up Compaq from July to December. I think I ended up going to about 10 of them and it literally gives you an insight and an introduction into every single area of your business. So whether it's HR, product, marketing, finances, um, copyright and legal and all that sort of thing. It's just getting yourself immersed into it so you understand lingo and you have got a starting point. If I hadn't done that, I don't think it would, it, it wouldn't have given me that light foundation that I needed because I had no one around me that had done anything like I had done before. Yeah. Example, yeah. my dad's a lift engineer. Like I didn't have anything like that around me. So that is the starting point. Podcasts are obviously amazing as well. Um, it's just getting immersed into it because you will find when you start your business, you've started your business because you like a certain element of it. So I started my business because I love being creative and I love being able to provide information and all that sort of thing. But did I start up a business to look at Excel spreadsheets? No, but I had to learn it. Um, I had to learn it to a certain degree because when you first start up, you're going to have to be a jack of all trades to a certain degree. You're not going to be the best at every single element, but you need to understand a certain level to get you past that first year. Once you get more money into your business, then as soon as you can, start delegating those things to people that can do it better than you and quicker than you. Like, they're the biggest things. If I wouldn't have started delegating jobs um, in Compaq, I would have been burnt out and my business will not be where it is today. You will quickly learn what you're good at and what you're not what you enjoy and what you don't these things that you're not good at and the things that you don't enjoy they're the first things that you delegate out it's going to feel scary you're going to think oh my god i can't afford to pay this person but trust me it gives you more time to do more what you love which makes you grow quicker i wish i learned that quicker when i first started out i wish i stopped being scared of oh well what if i can't no once now I'm in my I feel like at the moment now I'm kind of in my happy place of I love doing the customer service I love doing the marketing I love doing my website I love talking to people now I'm in that happy place I personally feel better as well because I'm not spending the rest of my day doing things that I don't actually enjoy doing and would keep me up until 9 10 at night and then I feel tired the next day it's kind of like this revolving door sometimes and having that self-awareness for me I feel like this year I'm slowly getting to that place where I'm, I know what I'm good at, I know what I'm not, and I'm, I feel more like I've got that, inverted words, balance. Like, because when you first start out, you're going to have to really, really knuckle down. You're going to push so far mentally, um, but just be prepared for that and know that it's, there is going to come a point where that like grind inverted commas like that it's it's still going to be there but it's going to be at some point doing what you love doing but if you can get 
it started in the first place. Does that make any sense at all? I feel like I've just come from a verbal woman. It does make sense. That's really good. A good one. Oh, it's it's cool to see like how far all of this has come really. Like it is crazy. Just a little idea into like something that is huge and everyone knows about in the industry. A lot of is mad. So But you know what, I it I wouldn't it wouldn't be where it is today without people like yourself, without all of your athletes that have always not just been like obviously promoting the brand, but like helping me as well when I've had my times um and needed that like external help and like that direction and stuff and yeah like it it still is very overwhelming sometimes and I'm like mm, when I turn up some of the like are you the compact lady I'm like no I'm like that's not me <laughs> what is this um I think I felt like I didn't actually say anything to anyone about this but when I did the two bro seminar um and Emma's posing seminar the day after that whole weekend was so overwhelming for me okay. because yeah it really I think it hit me then I was like oh my god people actually know this brand like it was just a really really strange overwhelming feeling um and it was it just kind of I guess it showed me I guess it not even showed me, it just reminded me of that person when I was younger because I would never have had the guts and the confidence to do any sort of podcasting or speak at events or kind of just reach out to that random person. I would never have done that when I was younger, but it just shows how much I feel like competing has really pushed me outside my comfort zone, yeah. which has yeah. then transcended into the business. Um, so, yeah. Is is I feel like this past year, like this year so far, has been a very um, reflective time of my life. Um, I feel like I'm slowly getting into that place where I'm like, right, I know what I'm doing. I feel more self assured, and I'm not doubting myself as much because the first two years I spent a lot of time doubting myself. Yeah. Um, when it's it's there's no point. There's literally no point of doubting yourself when it comes to competing or running a business. You've just got to go for it and kind of do that tunnel vision to a certain degree um, and just trust in your own ability and your potential. I can absolutely, I can agree with you. I think we've kind of both started things at the same time, haven't we really? Like, even though mine's obviously completely different, some of it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I would say like, as well, I would say just, throw yourself into it and you're always going to get as well people that are gonna like like you do of competing like, everything can be just be relatable can't it to competing as well it's mad um you're always gonna have people doubt you question you maybe make you feel like what you're doing isn't like right and i think you've just gotta block them people out and align yourself with your vision write your vision down go back to your vision and do what takes you there and <gasps> So my dog's just tried to pee. No. <laughs> We're in the moment. Sorry. I know. And, um, but people are, pe- people, like you just keep being you and like everything else will adjust like around you and everything will fall into place because it just does. And as well, like I think if something doesn't work, um, for example, I had a member site which was like, you know, it was doing all right. Yeah. It didn't work. I felt like a failure. But actually, once you did get rid of it, you've just got to keep making sure everything you're doing is making you happy because happy is only going to breed the success. So there's no point in doing something that doesn't make you happy. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. It's, no, it's so true. 
it's very very true um and when you talk about that happiness thing i think i've learned over the years that happy like success and happiness is very there's different versions of it so there's happiness and success in in regards to like freedom enjoying what you do money as well but it's finding everyone has different motivators and i've learned that um, massively is when i used to go into certain business like networking things for my other job i found it really weird when everyone's like talk about how motivated by money they were yeah and for me that's quite uncomfortable because i'm not massive even though i run a business and like yes i have to make a certain amount to cover the cost of the business and my wages blah 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 it's never been a big driving force for me um and then when i just came across like a lady she's like i'm not motivated by money i'm motivated i'm motivated by bringing the best service and be the best person i can be for others i was like bam that's what i've been trying to find yeah Um, yeah like happiness might be a certain version for someone but it might not be for you and that's cool like competing doesn't make everyone happy but for obviously people like like yourself and for myself competing brings us happiness yeah it's just it's be it's cool if like your version of what you want your life to be and what you want success to be and what you want happiness to be is different to others yes that's cool it, it's, it doesn't concern them anyway like you've just got to politely disregard a lot of people i find when you run a business and slash or if you compete mm. i find that a lot now i'm like oh yeah like a lot of things just brush over my head now i'm like oh yeah 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 i don't yeah i'm self-employed but yeah i, d- I don't work yeah i'm just like these people whatever like yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> people think you must just not do anything i'm like ridiculous then when you actually speak to us cool we haven't spoke about the meltdowns yet i know we're almost out of time um i am aware but yeah you're gonna get meltdowns aren't you many owning your own business because and people don't see that they think that like right now like for example i'm in q8 people keep saying like oh like you're having a good holiday and stuff like that I'm, I'm, I'm sat here like you know i'm sat here doing this now i'm I, I i'm still working and stuff but like you can't switch off and stuff that's that's a hard side of the business so you've got to be like aware of that it's like you know like what i do online coaching what you do taking in orders and stuff like that you can't just go do you know what oh like i'm gonna pull a sickie and i'm gonna have a weekend off you can't you can't and i think a lot of outside people think that is the case but even when you do take a day off like legit i'll be sitting there and it'll be quiet for a moment and i'll just be thinking oh i could probably get back to that email or that dm instagram's our business as well we're not just on scrolling through instagram we are like replying there's so much isn't there there really is there's like there is obviously a lot of positives you can control your day i can come and meet you i can do this or you know whatever and i can be in another country and still work for my laptop but it's not all it's not all what people see yeah yeah 100 percent. and some people say for myself oh you've got you know you must have loads of people working for you i'm like no no, <laughs> I have someone that does my bookkeeping because I hate Excel Excel spreadsheets. Um, I have someone who helps me with orders. It's one of my best friends as well, which is a that. Do you know what? That's been a big thing for me this year and a big motivator. 
because I've brought in people kind of outsourcing doing like little odds and sods for me that has helped me most that's helped motivate me loads because I always think I've got to pay my best mate this month and that's a big thing for me like I've got to pay you know one of my athletes um I'd never actually say her name I never know she wants me to but one of my athletes now works doing a little bit of marketing for me I'm like I've got to pay her this month yeah. like, for me yeah. that's a big motivator but yeah one of the misconceptions I get a lot is people thinking I've got like, this massive corporation I'm like no <laughs> it's definitely not that case I think that's what people think about like like glutey wear like all of all of us I think yeah I think I probably would have seen before I know Carly that's probably how I would have perceived that's how I did perceive mm. her as I can say that for sure I thought it was that and then when you know <laughs> no, I'm messing but yeah you see the like behind the scenes stuff and you actually see what it is like and stuff so it's not always sunshine and rainbows as such but again there is so many positives to it and um i would say like personally if like you are listening to this and you have an idea you only have one life and hopefully by listening to us like from having nothing like i've gone from having like a job that paid like nothing a month working like insurance to now being able to like being another country like doing my work like just jump just jump just go out learn and just trust yourself i never trust myself at first and i nearly nearly didn't do any of this because of yeah. that and like you as well so there's a lot of people that do i'm finding there's a lot of people around me that are doing jobs that pay a lot more than me um, but a miserable sin. They are so unhappy with what they do. And I just think, that, again, that's why I'm not motivated by money because I'm like, I just want enough to cover yeah. myself and Joe a little bit for, 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 you know, a bit of fun stuff, whatever. I want to have a few drinks or whatnot. Um, you mentioned your dog. I was waiting for that. <laughs> obviously. You cover the dog. The dog's not peeing this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it's, you can do what you love take a pay cut and be happier or you can be in a really well-paid job mm. but doesn't actually make you happy and takes up most of your week that's that's for me um why i know i've made the right decision because corporate life i can't imagine doing anything ugh, like corporate life definitely not definitely not um so yeah i just i could ramble all day now i feel like this period has made me really do lally today <laughs> not gonna lie to you oh, <laughs> i literally wow. keep dropping my car keys everywhere i was like oh my god literally but um i hope some of those ramblings have helped people today i'm always at the back of a voice note if you want a quick reply do not go my personal because i'm useless so do message in with the compact uh women and even if it's just like competing related or business related just literally message and i will voice note you it would take literally two seconds of my day um and it's honestly not a bother like sometimes i think you need that external input with it's whether it's competing or business yeah um so yeah. i'm always happy to help so jazz is happy to help with life competing absolutely anything and so am i if i can ever help as well so yeah i think that's cool do you have anything else that you want to add before we wrap things up today I'm sorry if I've been a period hormonal mess today. No joke. Um, <laughs> One thing, we've got someone coming on soon to talk about cycles. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> just keep, just take snippets of this episode and be like, 
analyze this and i joke um i honestly can't think of anything else at this point um i just think you've just if you can take anything it's just go for it don't overthink and really make sure you're doing what makes you happy because at some point it's going to bite you um that's personally what i found with myself um i had to really think right what actually makes me happy and now i feel like i've got there like yeah it, it can change things a lot i think when you've got that self-awareness so yes okay. i agree well it's been absolutely amazing to have you on today and to hear about your amazing story right from the start from what was it 10 years ago not even being allowed to walk in hills um or walk um <laughs> to now here selling hills and just being fantastic at doing what you do with compact so i know everyone in the industry appreciates you a lot so jazz do you want to just say out loud one more time where people can find you on insta and then i think we'll wrap things up okay so compact women k-o-m-p-a-k women um not just bikini girl and jasmine julia jeffrey but don't bother with that one do compact women or not just bikini girl that's better <laughs> yeah thank you both for having me on Awesome. All right. Thank you, Jazz. Thank you for listening to another episode and we hope that you enjoyed it. Please subscribe. And if you do have any questions, then please direct message us on Carly underscore underscore Thornton or Kerry Sexton underscore IFBB Pro. And we will catch you next time. <laughs>